Hello and welcome to the Irish Times Inside Business Podcast. I'm Cliff Taylor, filling in this week for Kieran Hancock. This week, in the wake of the closure of Stobart Air, we look at the future of the aviation sector, which is so vital for Irish connectivity and for tens of thousands of jobs. I'm joined by Kevin Thompson, Director of Shannon Chamber and former Chief Executive of Shannon Development, and Barry O'Halloran of the Irish Times. So Barry, in the wake of the closure of Stobart Air over the weekend, fill us in on where Irish aviation stands now. Yeah, sure. Stobart's failure at the weekend, Cliff, it's brought job losses in the in the industry now to well past 4,000. That would include in and around 2,000 voluntary redundancies from DAA, which runs uh, Cork and Dublin airports. There is well over a thousand in Aer Lingus where numbers have been reduced to around 4,400. And there's been layoffs and losses in other areas. And 480 uh, have lost their jobs in Stobart as of last weekend. I spoke to a few of the people involved myself this morning and you can understand the sort of, well, the kind of anger and um, I guess frustration that they feel at the moment. In terms of the overall industry, the last figures I've seen show us really lagging Europe very much. We had around 4,500 passengers a day through Irish airports in May. That would compare to an average of 104,000 in 2019 overall. So we were at about 4% in May. That may have ticked up a little. In terms of flights, the actual physical numbers are down around 80% according to Eurocontrol, which is the organization of European air traffic controllers. So we're a good bit behind. In real terms, at this point in time, it looks like bookings in Europe are at around 45% maybe of what they were this time two years ago before anyone had ever heard of COVID or coronavirus so even though Europe is still continuing to suffer and, you know, this is still a global problem, it's not, it's not an Ireland-only problem by any means, we're still very, very much trailing the, the, the overall position. One of the things that I think was noticeable last weekend, immediately in the, in the wake of the Stobart news, first of all, we had a lot of talk about the need to support the sector and the need for perhaps introducing antigen testing and all the things that people have been talking about in recent months. And then as soon as Monday, we hear the government's actually going to introduce new restrictions on flights and people arriving from the UK, which is now coming to force immediately. What is the mood of the industry now? Does, is, there, is there any light at the end of the tunnel, to use that old cliche? And, and where else might we see jobs under, under threat now in the next couple of months? Well, IALPA, the pilots union, thinks that we could be looking at 5,000 more redundancies through the winter if things don't improve. And certainly, yeah, the, the, the Stobart people to whom I spoke this morning highlighted the, uh, the reintroduction or the toughening, actually, of uh, restrictions on some travellers from Britain as a consequence of government fears uh, about this Delta variant. Um, so from that point of view, no, that's, that's an industry that's, that's very much in, it, it's an industry that's very much in despair. There was a pilot's demonstration, in fact, at the Department of Health today, very well attended, very uh, how should I put this? Very dramatic uh, to look at. Um, but I mean, the atmosphere was uh, nothing other than funereal, Cliff. Um, these are people who are obviously feeling quite a lot of economic pain down on top of everything else. Um, so, yeah, there is a bit of an air of hopelessness. Now, that may not be entirely justified, as uh, uh, Tony Holohan, the, 
the chief medical officer, has just literally within the last hour, hour and a half, told an Oireachtas committee that, look, international air travel can resume um, later this summer uh, as more and more people are vaccinated both here and in Europe. And he says there won't be any need for tests. Um, and he's signalled that NFET has is going to back this uh, EU digital uh, COVID certificate initiative that we will be implementing on uh, as of July the 19th. I mean, I think that's the kind of most unambiguous statement to date from uh, Dr. Holohan and from NFET, I guess, uh, in relation to travel. And it's a question that up to now, uh, to be perfectly frank, I think they've rather dodged. But that is a clear signal and, and it is, it's at least something that you can start with. And where do we stand now on the routes that Stobart had been flying? I know our lingus were talking about filling in and some of them, there were some other airlines interested. How quickly is that all going to clarify itself in terms of the uh, the connectivity that that Stobart brought to those airports? That looks like happening relatively quickly in the case of five routes from Dublin and Belfast to various destinations in the UK, including the likes of Exeter, Birmingham, Edinburgh, and I think Manchester. I, I may be incorrect about that last one. So that is going to happen relatively quickly. There are also two public service obligation routes, which are state subsidised, that Stobart have been operating between Dublin and Donegal and Dublin and Kerry. And the government is moving to hire another airline or airlines to operate those routes and envisages that process ending sometime early enough next month so that those services can restart pretty quickly in July. Uh, Now, Aer Lingus has already said it can do Kerry immediately if need be and is looking at ways of doing Donegal. Uh, there may be some other players. Uh, the Estonian operator Nordica uh, has expressed interest and has apparently expressed interest um, even before Stobart ceased trading. And there may be one or two others in the mix as well. The department says several airlines have actually written to it saying, yes, we're interested in the, the, the last few days. So it does look like at least some of the routes lost um, th- this week as a consequence of, of Stobart ceasing to trade will be filled. But you've got to bear in mind, at its peak, Stobart was operating 30 routes and we're talking about replacing 12 plus two PSO routes. It's not a whole pile. True. Kevin Thompson, Director of Shannon Chamber, thanks very much for joining us. Obviously, Shannon and the whole Limerick region is hugely dependent on Shannon Airport what has been the scale of the damage down there over the last year and, and how do you see things now uh, looking out over the next few months? Uh, well, um, Shannon, I, I, as you say, uh, just like every airport, uh, not just in Ireland, but globally has seen you know, a total collapse in traffic in Ireland. You know, we're down 75% plus across all our airports, 80% plus on our traffic versus uh, 2019 levels. So Shannon is very much uh, in the same boat. So we've seen, for example, you know, routes like Shannon Heathrow, uh, multiple flights a day, 40 flights a week, uh, just gone um, like, like that as a result. So that is a huge impact uh, on our FDI base. Uh, I personally, I spend most of my, my time traveling to clients around the world and the Shannon Heathrow uh, service would be my key to connecting into global hubs. And the same applies for tourism, um, particularly from from North America, where we've gone from 
you know, having, what, about 45 transatlantic flights peak uh, summer period to zero at, at the moment. So a significant impact on the hospitality and leisure sector particularly, uh, but also an impact on the ability of business to connect with supply chain, with customers, with corporate headquarters. And you've put forward some proposals in the chamber uh, for how to revive the industry, which go out over the next of the next three or four years at, at least. Yes, that's right. Where this kicked off, Cliff, we, we had um, a session with uh, Eamon Brennan, the Director General of Eurocontrol, which is the European equivalent of the Irish Aviation Authority, which Eamon also headed up before he headed out to Europe. Had a session with Eamon back at the end of January, where he shared with us um, Eurocontrol's projections for recovery uh, of, of aviation. And uh, to you know, our, our surprise and horror, their most optimistic scenario was showing recovery to 2019 levels of traffic um, summer 2024. And that was their optimistic scenario. Mid-range moving out to 2026 and worst case scenario 2029. Uh, so I remember back, back then Mark Nolan, uh, Managing Director of Dromolan Castle Hotel, who's a fellow director uh, with me on, on the board of Shannon Chamber, uh, contacted Helen Downs, our CEO, said, look, you know, this is really serious, uh, particularly for the uh, hospitality and leisure sector. We've got to do something about that. Um, so the, we started doing a lot of work then benchmarking, looking at what's happening around the world. We saw, for example, that stage IATA data was showing $173 billion had been invested in airlines and airports around the world by government to you know, age uh, recovery. Um, you know, you, you're, you're familiar, Barry has written about, you know, the, the investment that's gone into, you know, the billions, 10, 9, 10 billion into the likes of Air France, KLM, in, into Lufthansa and so on. So we saw what was happening internationally and then we said, right, okay, what we need to plan for here is the route recovery piece. As Barry has just been talking about, the PSO routes from you know, Donegal and, and from Kerry, you know, these are services that were being used actively. The same applies for London Heathrow, the same applies for Transatlantic. And we said, look, it's, it's absolutely right that there should be a focus on public health and getting that right. But what we need now is a multi-annual plan getting us ready to restore, remember, what were previously viable routes up, up to 2019. And there are three key pieces to, uh, to that proposal, uh, Cliff, that we've been working on. Starting in March, we pitched to government for the multi-annual plan. We said, look, number one, uh, we need to make sure that we can sustain our airports, particularly our regional airports, during this recovery period. So that means we need CapEx funding and OpEx funding, particularly for Cork and Shannon, who would generally be excluded from PSO and CapEx support. Happily, that has come through in February with $32 million, uh, in government funding for Cork and Shannon and approved by EU for state aids. That's a big principle, uh, you know, achieved um, compared to the normal where they would be excluded from state aid. So that's good. Second piece then was we need to tell the world that Ireland is open for business. Um, as Barry said, if uh, Tony Holohan is right, and I hope he is, uh, that restrictions will ease once more people are vaccinated and become much more easy to travel, we need to tell the world that uh, Ireland is open uh, for tourism and for business again. So the key piece there, in line with the Aviation Task Force Recovery Report and also the Tourism Task Force Recovery, is to double Tourism Ireland's marketing funding from, I think it's from about 47 million currently to about 93, 94 million. And what that does is it puts us on a level playing field with every other country in Europe that's out there marketing at the moment saying, come and visit us. 
So, so we want uh, Tourism Ireland to get that support, and we've engaged with Niall Gibbon, CEO of Tourism Ireland, on that. And then the third critical piece is what we're calling a traffic um, <coughs> recovery support scheme. And essentially how that, that works, Cliff, is we're taking 2019 as the base year, and we say, what do we have to do to get airlines to fly to get uh, the the level of services they're flying back to 2019 levels again we benchmarked looked at what's happening around the world and we see for example copenhagen is incentivizing airlines to connect to global hubs through reduced airport charges they're doing this in cyprus they're doing it in spain particularly so we like the spanish model and 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 what we've proposed to government is this give airlines uh, a rebate on their airport charges on to the extent that they recover back to 2019 levels. So let's say take July of 2021. If uh, any airline uh, in July is to hit, we, we put a threshold of 35% of the traffic that it achieved in July 2019, then it gets back the same proportion of its airport charges. During the winter, we drop the threshold down to 30%. And then during 2022, we up the threshold to 50% and progressively up to 70, 80% by 2024. To us, that seems a very straightforward, very simple way. You've got a benchmark level, which is 2019. You've got a threshold that you have to hit. And provided you hit that, you get back your airport charges. And that ends up at a cost. If, they, if the airlines just hit their threshold level for Shannon Airport alone, uh, that would be 20 million over a three-year period which is a minor investment in, in the overall scheme of things. The upper th uh, level of cost, if they were all to hit 100% for each of those three years of the levels of traffic they were flying in 2019 for every month during the year, that would be 40 million. And 40 million is the equivalent of what three hotels, Dromolan Castle, uh, the South Court Hotel in Limerick and the Shannon Springs Hotel in Shannon uh, would pay in terms of payroll and exchequer returns in just one year. So the payback to us uh, seems obvious. So that, that's our, our proposal and uh, we produced a financial model to back that up with all of the assumptions and have shared that with, uh, with government and indeed with all of the Oireachtas members over a series of briefings with the backing of the Irish Hotels Federation who've been centrally involved as well as Ennis Galway and Limerick Chambers who've been working together with us on this. So very much in the mode of offering solutions rather than sitting on the ditch uh, highlighting problems. That's interesting, Kevin. The forecast from the um, from the European Agency on the lack of recovery or the, the pace of recovery, I suppose you might say, up, out to 2024, is that based on the destruction of, of capacity within the industry or consumer demand or is it a mixture of both? It's probably a, bit, a mixture of things, um, Cliff. And, and first off to say, I mean, it's one of the key assumptions driving recovery is the rate of vaccination and, and rollout of vaccinations uh, and also the rate of you know, immunisation arising from that. They would have done their forecast back in December. Since then, we had the Roots Conference back in April, Moody's, Fitch's, others. They've moved the recovery period out to 2025. So it's actually got worse since then. But what's driving that is uh, lifting of restrictions, 
Uh, it's also confidence levels on passengers. You know, nobody's actually rushing to get on a plane straight away. They want to have confidence around that. And also, as we know, once an airline moves an aircraft uh, off a route, you know, that's a season gone. So you're waiting until the next season until you get the aircraft back. So once you lose even a viable route like a, uh, a Shannon London Heathrow or a Shannon New York, and this, by the way, applies to Cork as much as it does to Shannon, it's very hard then to get that aircraft back in, in a timely way. So all of that adds up to um, a, a multi-annual recovery. And one additional point to make, Cliff, is that what all of those forecasts are showing is the rate of recovery in international revenue passenger kilometres is lagging the rate of recovery in domestic. So we're seeing lots of domestic uh, travel in the US and China, but we're seeing less intercontinental travel, which is the critical piece uh, for Ireland. Absolutely. Barry O'Halloran, just to pick up on that point there um, that Kevin made, isn't that really a, a kind of a crunch issue that if the plane, when the planes are moved off the routes out of Ireland, that it is going to take time to get them back and we are unfortunately seeing a lot of capacity moving out of the Irish market at the moment and inevitably a long lead time before uh, we get back to anything that would have been seen as normal before the pandemic. Yeah, Cliff, that is a problem. Aer Lingus have moved craft to, to Manchester for a transatlantic flight, so which, whose launch they've actually stalled uh, as a consequence of other restrictions, not Irish restrictions. Ryanair has said quite bluntly they have taken aircraft out and won't be moving them back um, this year. That's going to leave us with around a recovery of around maybe 40% if we're lucky against uh, an overall European recovery of, of, of 50% by the end of the year. So really, and I, like, I just listened to, to the, the Shannon Chamber proposal there and it, it, makes, it makes a huge amount of sense to me that, that you provide incentives and you, you tie those incentives uh, to the, the airline's own performance on delivering them. But are, into, are are on on reaching their targets, but um, it it seems to me that the, the reality is that 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 nothing like that can really kick in until next year, until we we get some aircraft back and flying in and out of here, because we're we're eighty percent down now. Euro control, um, which which Kevin just referenced there, they see us getting back to forty three percent at best by the end of the year. So realistically. There are no new aircraft coming back here this year. It certainly doesn't look like it to me. If I may come in, Cliff, on Barry's point there, you see, this is exactly our argument for, you know, the combined chambers and the Hotels Federation. Look, we know it's going to be tough. We know it's going to be difficult to, to get the routes back. But what we can't do is just sit back and wait. We've got to have a plan uh, to intervene. We know from, you know, the one thing we've learned from COVID, you know, is fail to plan for a pandemic, suffer the consequences. And the very same argument now applies to the aviation sector. Fail to plan for the recovery and you're just sitting there on your hands and, you know, it, it happens piecemeal. Our argument is you've got to intervene in the marketplace. It is going to be difficult, but you've got to provide some incentive for airlines that have taken a huge impact uh, to get back on those routes, incentivize them to fly when they'll have lower capacity. And in turn, then we as an economy get our payback through the visitor numbers that, that are coming in, you know, the 500,000 transatlantic passengers that are no longer flying into Shannon are the feeders for the 16,000 American bed nights, for example, the Dromoland will sell every year that are gone. They in turn then uh, provide the base for the wages in, in the hotels. 
uh, or for the chauffeur drive services, luxury coach tours and so on. From that, we get our tax take, the spend in restaurants, hotels, visitor attractions and amenities. So it's, it's not like we're, we're looking for funding for nothing. It's funding to drive an economic recovery driven by getting airlines flying again and restoring the connectivity that we need to the supply chains, be it in the tourism sector or be it in the international traded services or manufacturing businesses. That's the critical piece of the equation that we see is missing uh, from the government um, action plan around COVID at the moment. And now is the time uh, to to start planning for that rather than wait uh, until next year or the year after. Yeah, I was going to ask you that, Kevin. Do you get a positive reaction from government about this? Obviously, the, lo- the local representatives are going to are going to support you. Uh, they'll be looking for money for their region, and that's fair enough. But from the decision makers, from the people who are allocating the money, is there are, are there signs that they're starting to take this seriously? Yeah, I, as you say, Cliff. I mean, at this point, we've had two um, briefings of regional Oireachtas members, and when I say region, I mean we're talking about Galway, um, Clare, Limerick, and Kerry, Tip- Tipperary. So, very, very good engagement from the, on a, on a couple of occasions. The Oireachtas Transport Committee, um, which um, uh, Barry me- mentioned earlier, were due to appear before I think ne- next week. Uh, we've also pitched to Minister of State for Transport and Climate Action, Hildegard Nocton, at the beginning of May with both her advisors and official. Very good engagement and very positive reaction to that. Everything that I've outlined to you today has also been submitted to government, uh, to uh, Minister for Transport and Climate Action, Eamon Ryan, as well as uh, Tornishta and uh, Taoiseach and Minister for Public Expenditure. So we, we haven't had a direct engagement with them yet. Uh, we've ha- we do get a positive reaction when we get an opportunity to engage, but we do feel a little bit frustrated that it's, it's like the, the level of, um, what, what's the word, uh, you know, the, we feel that there needs to be increased velocity in responding to this on, on the government side and getting into sitting down and coming up with the plan and the action. We know there are constraints on what you can do at particular times, but now is the time to have the plan ready. So that if Tony Holland is right in what he said to the Oireachtas Transport Committee today, that, yeah, look, as long as you have two vaccines, you can fly without testing. If that fly, absolutely, forgive the pun, that's great. But we don't want to be putting in place our incentive schemes at that point. We need to have them ready and we need to have all of our ducks in a row at this point, both with the actions to be taken, the approvals, the financing and and so on. And that's our key message. Now is the time to plan not later, when it will be too late. Barry, do you get the impression that that message, uh, which is coming you know, not only from Kevin, but from a lot of figures in the airline industry over the weekend, and I'm sure uh, into, into government from a range of sources, is, is getting attention at the moment? Do you get the impression there's a lot of work going on in the Oireachtas Transport Committee? There's a lot of ministers out saying, we must do something, we will do something, but still there's something has to be defined. Are we any closer to that, do you think? I'm not 100% confident that we are. Cliff, to be honest, and you're right, there's, there's a lot of energy being expended and a lot of people saying things, but there doesn't seem to be much in the way of firm decisions. And I mean, the blueprint that Kevin's just outlined seems like a really smart, really good idea. And it, it's something that it's, it's ultimately not going to cost anyone anything to do it. Um, but I, I mean, I think that, quite frankly, I think the government has just opted to take very conservative baby steps all the way through this. Um, and I think that that's left them unwilling to make any kind of 
any decisions that seem in any way radical to them at all. And right now, even a, even a relatively sane, relatively straightforward uh, deal, such as the one that Kevin has outlined, probably does seem some way radical to them, and they may not necessarily be willing to bite just yet. And that is a problem for the industry. It's been the lack of a very clear plan or a very clear direction. You, you know, you can have a plan and you can postpone things and you can stall things depending on circumstances. But at least if you have a plan, that gives everybody a bit of confidence to make their own plans. And that realistically hasn't happened. I think we may, may be the victim here. It's a historic thing that I think we you can see right through the decades in our approach to aviation policy in Ireland. We tend to be, I think, as a country, we rely overly on the market. We say, look, the market will ultimately decide. Whereas what the, when, you, when you do the international benchmarking, you see the Germans have no difficulty in laying aside EU state aid rules and investing in Lufthansa when it's vital to their economy and their connectivity. The same thing for the French. You know, the drivers of the European Union and state aids rules and so on are more than happy to set them aside when, when it makes sense to do, the, do so. The same, same with the Americans. So whereas in, in Ireland, our aviation policy tends to be, well, look, the market will, will decide and, and let, you know, let the market ultimately decide who wins and who loses. But what this has shown and the, the Stobart decision over the weekend is a perfect example of this. You know, when you leave it to the market, you end up with huge economic impact. And we're as an island nation with our reliance, be it on international connectivity to the supply chains in manufacturing or in tourism, we can't afford to do that. And we absolutely must uh, intervene in, in our view. And as Barry said, in a very straightforward, sensible way, calculated, have the plan, know what we're going to do, know when we, what triggers need to be in place before you know, we, we put it into play, but be ready uh, to pull those triggers when our public health uh, situation is at the point where, where it's safe to do so. And a final word to you, Kevin, given that level of assistance or some reasonable level of assistance, do you think the Shannon and Limerick region can bounce back? Absolutely, Cliff. I mean, we, we've got a, a very good base here. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the just recent entrance into Shannon, for example, Mira GTX, you know, right at the heart of, you know, what vaccines are, are all about in the biopharma industry. And international connectivity is vital to, to them. That's, that's why they're here. So really skilled uh, businesses like, like those, uh, Jaguar Land Rover, Intel and others. We've got a really um, high quality tourism product. Uh, Shannon is the gateway to that, particularly for transatlantic business or passengers into the wild Atlantic way. So we, we really have a strong product, a strong skill base here, really good people running all of those businesses, all, the, all of which were absolutely 100% and more viable before we were hit with COVID. What we need now is the fuel supply into those businesses, which is the connectivity, the international connectivity provided by airlines to be switched back on as soon as possible. And a plan to do that is on the government table at, at the moment. And we're, we're willing to play our part with all of the, the, the chambers in, in the region and with the Irish Hotels Federation to constructively work together to make that happen. Kevin Thompson and Barry O'Halloran, thank you very much for joining me. That's all for this week. Thanks to my guests, Kevin Thompson and Barry O'Halloran. This week's show was produced by Suzanne Brennan with JJ Vernon on sound. Goodbye for now and thanks for listening.